0: You are listening to the Lima Community Church podcast. The following was recorded at Lima Community Church of the Nazarene in Lima, Ohio. I want to thank you. You've heard me say this. Um, bears repeating. This has been the highlight of our professional life to be the pastor here. This is a remarkable church. You are remarkable. Debbie and I, we have been treated with honor and respect and generosity and love. We've never been treated this way. Um, We we pastor good churches. But you've gone over the top. And uh, we want to thank you. I, I could spend a lot of time, and I'd miss some people. I'm looking, I'm seeing you. Um, I'd miss some folks to say thank you to. I will say thank you to Brad Taylor, um, who's been with Brad and Carrie. have been with Debbie and I for 13 years. And I wouldn't have come here without him. You know how valuable he is. So thank you, Brad. In the few sermons I've had since I announced my retirement, I have endeavored to to pour into you and remind you what is so true. Two weeks ago, we talked about the faithfulness of God and how he's been faithful to this church and faithful to you and will continue to be so. Because that's who he is the fact that he doesn't change. (laughs) That the words written in the Psalms and other books of the Bible, thousands of years ago, are every bit as true today as they were then. I I was reminded Wednesday night um, when there was uh, some videos of some dear, dear people in our lives, and one of them was my former administrative assistant Said that, she said one of the dugisms she called it, that she remembered is one I said all the time. And somewhere along the line, I've stopped saying it. And I, I, I said to Brad, I don't know when I did. He said, well, you've said it a few times here, but not like you used to. If, if there are 1,000 steps between you and God, he's taken 99, 999 of them between you and God. He's taken 999 of them. And the last step is yours, mine. He won't take it for us because that would violate a tenet of scripture. But he's taken 999. There's one chapter in the New Testament that I, 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 I think it just encapsulates the whole heart of God. It's Luke, the 15th chapter, and it begins like this. Now, the tax collectors and sinners were all gathered around to hear Jesus. The Teachers of the law muttered, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Jesus had the audacity to become friends with sinners. When the religious establishment of his day taught that God hated those people and that they were to be shunned. And from that introduction of the chapter, Jesus three parables bang, 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 with very little commentary, just three parables. The first one is one you may recall of a a shepherd having a hundred sheep, and at the when they came back into the sheep pen, he, he found that nine, 99 returned and one did not. And so he leaves the 99 in the relative safety of the other shepherds. And he goes off to find the, the lost sheep, perhaps at peril to himself. And then he closes that um, that, that parable by saying in Luke fifteen seven, I tell you, in the same way, uh, he talked about the celebration that, that occurred when the one sheep was found and everybody celebrated. He said, I tell you, in the same way, there'll be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous person who, persons who do not need to repent. <laughs> then he, he launches right into the next story. The story of a widow who had 10 uh, um, they fell on the floor, and she had a she had a hard time finding them. And 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 she found nine, and the tenth one was elusive. And so she swept the floor. She got down on her hands and knees. She tried. Finally, she found it. Now, uh, you might listen to that story and think, okay, well, this individual lost a tenth of her asset. Okay, but I think it's even more endearing that that often um, young Jewish ladies would receive a necklace upon their engagement that had coins in it and it was meaningful it was an engagement necklace ten coins in this necklace. and if that's true when it broke uh, this woman who was widowed perhaps uh, is now on her hands and knees trying to find not just a coin memento of of the love of her life. 27 years ago, my mother passed away. Suddenly, we were just moving to Youngstown to plant the church, and I I took her engagement ring to a friend of mine who was a jeweler, and I asked him to set the diamond in a necklace, and it wasn't big. It was a small diamond, about the same size I bought Debbie when we got engaged, because up, I upgraded it about three years ago. <laughs> not, it's not ostentatious, but she has a, a bigger ring now. And, 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 and he put it in a necklace, and, it looked, and, and the necklace just really highlighted it. It, it was beautiful. I'm giving it to Debbie in a city park, just a little outside of Mount Vernon, and I wrote a poem and I gave it to her, and I cried. You know, this was my mother's, and I described my father, who was about thirty, and he was kind of a nerd, and I say that with great effect. He and all of his brothers and sisters, his mom, never thought he would get married, and he did. And he bought this ring, and he gave it to my mom. And for 41 years, they were faithful to one another. And I gave it to Debbie. Unbeknownst to us, uh, just six months later, we would be in Colorado at a, uh, at a retreat for church planters to learn how to plant this church first session, Debbie comes a little bit late, and she slides next to me, and she whispers, she said, have you seen the diamond necklace? No, no, I haven't. She said, I, I, it's funny, I I can't find it. Oh, I'm taking notes, and finally, I couldn't stand it anymore, and I just turned to her, and I said, find it. So she goes up to the room, and 15 minutes later, she comes down, and she's wearing the necklace. She said, oh, I found it. It had fallen behind this or that. And it wasn't the diamond, right? Sentiment, it was my father gave this diamond. And so this lady on her hands and knees finally finds this coin, and she celebrates. And, and Jesus says in Luke 15:10, in the same way, I tell you, but there is rejoicing in the presence of the angel of God over one sinner who repents and there was a day in heaven and there was a banquet table and celebrating. at the head of the table was a banner and your name was on it they came home they took the last step they received the grace of God And just to drive the point home, he tells a third parable, the the most famous of these parables. There was a father who had two sons. You know this story. And the youngest son said, I want my inheritance now. There's a backstory. And the backstory is that um, he really couldn't have done much more to disrespect his father than he did here. Much as said, Father... um, I know I'm supposed to wait until you die, but I don't want to wait until you die. I want to live now. So I'd like you to give me what's coming to me, and I'll me again. And the father did. And it disgraced the father. More than likely, he was no longer welcome in the city, in the city gate with the elders. More than likely he had mud on his face because he was so disrespected by his son. Son goes off to a distant country and he begins to churn through the money because he didn't know how it, um, he had no respect for it. And before long it was gone. And then a famine hit the land and his friends were gone. And the only job he could find was feeding pigs. And the only pay he got for that was to fight with the pigs for the same feed. And there's a beautiful line. I think, it's, I think it's 1517 where it says, and he came to his senses. And we pray that for people. We do. We pray, Lord, if you've got to take them all the way down to fighting for pig slop, help them so that they can come to their senses. So he, he came to his senses nuts. My my father has servants that eat better than this. I know what I'll do. I'll go home and I'll ask to be a servant. And there's several, several different words for servant. And the one he chose is the farthest away from the the household. Not, not the ones that lived in the house, not the ones that worked regularly, but really one that was sporadically working. And I'll ask if I could be one of those guys, because I've blown everything else. And so he's practicing this line, and we pick up the story in Luke 15, 20. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. And he ran to him, and he threw his arms around him, and he kissed him. The son said what he had been practicing, saying. He said, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Bring the best robe and put it on, and put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fatted calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead. Again, he was lost and he is found. And so they began to celebrate. When the father saw him, the father ran to him, which was about as undignified. Uh, as an adult Jewish male could be. Jewish men don't run. And to run, he had to hike his robe up and show his legs. He could have cared how it looked. He saw his son. And his heart was filled again. There's three things in common with these. In each of these three stories, something of significant value was missing—a sheep. Now, I suppose the shepherd could have said, "Well, we've got ninety-nine, right? That loss—that's okay." When our family was young, we would go to the fair in Mahoning County, big county fair. When Josh was a we were at the fair, and he got loose from us. And we searched for him for an hour or two. Couldn't find him. So finally, Debbie said, well, we have four kids. Now we've got three. It's OK. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: I'll tell you what, her heart was broken. She was looking everywhere she could look. Finally, we found him. If we had 12 kids and lost one, we wouldn't have said, well, we got 11. So in each of these stories, something of something was missing. A, a sheep, a coin, or more importantly, a, a memento of significant value. And then what's more important than a son? Secondly, in each of these stories, search was undertaken the shepherd leaves the pen goes out into the night to try to find the sheep the widow uh, floor moving furniture sweeping lifting things up the one slight exception is the father did not go to the far country to find his son because of scripture of free will. The son had to take that step back but the son didn't come all the way back either. When the father saw him at a distance he began to run. And when they were found a celebration ensued and they celebrated because the sheep had come home and the coin was found and the son was thought to be he who was blind now sees, and they celebrated. It's it's the gospel in a book, in one chapter of one book. It's the heart of God. There are a thousand steps between you and God. He's taken nine hundred and ninety-nine of them. The last step is yours. Now, my guess is most of you have taken that step. But if, perchance, you haven't, if I had one wish for this beautiful, wonderful church, it's that everybody of this grace he longs to give but won't push down our throats. And so I'm going to ask you to bow your heads and perhaps somebody wants to pray right now and say, Lord, that step. I'll respond to your grace. I'll ask you to forgive my sin. I'll ask you to lead my life. I surrender to you. can't hardly say that in the wrong way. I'll give you a moment to pray. Father, I know that's not a real long time to pray. And some of these prayers will need to continue. But I pray for the ones that are saying right now, please forgive me. Spirit will bear witness to their spirit. It's something, something so significant has changed in their lives. I pray that. The- will be transformative. I pray that they will not keep it a secret, but they will share it. They will, they will find opportunities to grow. They will join a group or get involved in a ministry here that will allow them to grow. And I pray this, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen come up, we'd like to close with a song for you. of And now my father, this blessing on these I love and you love so much more. Would they know the joy of life with Jesus? I pray leadership and protection over this phenomenal church in the days ahead. I pray that these here would be servants and not consumers. I pray they would love as they have been loved. They would give as they have been given to. They would forgive as freely as they have been forgiven. Would they be your representatives in this world? Would you allow them to return next week rejoicing at the things you have shown them? Bless these, I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you. love you. You're dismissed. Thank you for listening. For
1: more information about our church, visit limacommunitychurch.com.